project that's been announced is the Ground Lease Model 2. What was the Ground Lease Model 1 and how is this project different? Um, so the Ground Lease Model 1, very similar to um, the process with Ground Lease Model 2 in ensuring that there are more uh, affordable and social housing dwellings for people within Victoria. Um, the difference between the two is, is that this consortium for Ground Lease Model Two, which is what we're a part of as Aboriginal Community Housing Victoria Limited, includes a number of service providers um, that's not just limited to one. Um, so we have Women's Property Initiative, which their focus obviously is on women and children and ensuring that they have safe and stable housing. We have Community Housing Limited. Their focus is on the wider um, community of those who are um, uh from more of a disadvantaged background. Um, and then you have ourselves, which is Aboriginal Community Housing Victoria Limited, where we solely work directly with um, Aboriginal families, individuals, elders, to ensure that they have access to quality, safe and stable and ongoing housing. What stage of the development is the Ground Lease Model 2 currently at? So it's at its very beginning stages. We've just recently... Um, finalised all the behind the scenes paperwork, you know, the legal stuff that you've got to sign off on and, and ensure that, you know, you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Um, and so we're at the um, very beginning stages where it's now been uh, officially announced um, uh, and launched. And that happened a couple of weeks ago down in um, Victoria or in Melbourne, I should say. Um, and now we're in the process of um, breaking ground. Okay. No pun intended. <laughs> What does the timeline look like for tenants seeking housing through this initiative? Yeah, so there, there's four sites um, across Victoria that are being focused on, and the um, and the timeline from for that is, and I'll just flag that you know timelines can can be changed due to whatever constructions issues are. Um, but they look, we're looking to have that completed. The homes across the four sites are expected to be completed by the end of 2026. So we're coming to the end of 2023 now. So, you know, we're looking at around a two-year time frame. CHL founder and managing director Steve Bevington said that this is a collaboration of specialised housing providers is a significant step towards addressing complex housing needs of diverse communities, mm -hmm. ensuring tailored support for vulnerable Victorians. What mm -hmm. does this tailored support look like for tenants taking part of the service? So... The tailored support, um, as I'd mentioned earlier, we have Women's Property Initiative where they solely focus on women and children and ensuring um, that they get the access to, to housing to feel safe um, in their own home um, and working closely with those tenants to be able to get them housed. And that could look like specific buildings only for those women to ensure that they're in a safe place um, and that, you know, they can come home at the end of the day and not feel as if they're going to be um, in danger or, or, you know, in a threatening environment. And then you have us as Aboriginal Community Housing, Victoria Limited, where we work specifically with Koori people um, within Victoria to ensure that they gain the access that they need. And that can be anywhere from um, an employment opportunity or an education opportunity or could be um, a relocation from a regional area into the uh, city areas um, within Melbourne um, and working closely with them and other support services that surround us to be able to assist them in getting um, the service that they need to, one, not just have sustainable um, housing, 
but also to be able to have, um, you know, a sustainable life, for lack of a better term, to be able to achieve what they want to achieve um, and to ensure that, you know, there is some sort of a breakthrough, any trans-generational uh, issues that might exist within the family. So the support, when we say it's tailored, it's actually tailored individually. It's not a one-size-fits-all model. We work individually with um, our people to see what their not needs and wants are to be able to, one, yes, assist them in getting safe and safe and stable accommodation. Once that's achieved, then what's the next step for them in their lives for them to be able to say, well, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to go. This project sounds to go far more long-term than the building development itself. How will continued involvement from Aboriginal community housing, community housing and the Women's Property Initiative help tenants? At um, ACHVL, we we all work with the model that one house can change, not one, not, not ten but hundreds, if not thousands of lives. And we firmly believe that the change happens not just because we give you, uh, you know, four walls and a roof. The foundation of any, for anybody is a home, right? You need something safe that, safe that you can go home to. And we're talking about bricks and mortar here. We're not talking about that spiritual context when it comes to our people, because obviously we have a different understanding of what home means to us yet. So what we say is, well, if we can get you settled in, in a house, with you, your family, your kids, or you're an individual, you know, we know our largest growing cohort is, you know, about 23 years of 23 years of age at this point in time, according to the last statistics that were released. But if we can get you in a safe, stable accommodation where you yourself as an individual feel that you've settled to some degree, that you want to take the next step in whatever your life is, whether that's furthering your education, whether that's, you know, gaining employment, whether that's wanting to stay at home and be with your kids, whatever that may look like, that's the next step for us. So we assist you in, you know, securing that accommodation, but then we take it that step further to ensure that um, whatever it is that you would like to do, we're there to support you and link you in um, and with other and any other service providers that are around to be able for that individual or that family group or whatever it might be to achieve their goals in life. So it's not just about, you know, the bricks and mortar. Yes, that's the foundation. And yes, we're going to have that set and we're going to have that available. What's the next step beyond that? This project is developing housing in four sites across Melbourne, in South Yarra, Prahan, Hampton East and Port Melbourne. Why have these locations been chosen for the development? That's a really good question. And I think it's a mix of um, what kind of has already been uh, established by the state government in what needed sort of uh, revamp or redevelopment. Um, and then what we also identified um, through through works of state government around, you know, access and demand um, in those areas. And they, they were flagged as area, high areas of, of access and, and demand or demand and access, I should say. Um, so they were flagged as areas where there was a lack um, of social housing, or if there was a if there was social housing, it was relatively old um, and needed, you know, obviously to be changed. Um, and so those areas were were chosen because one, there needed to be a re revamp. You know, there's this there's this, and I'm sure you'd know this, sis, but there's this kind of stereotypical view, right? When you see uh, development, most people will go, oh, that's 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 housing, that's that's housing, you know, that's housing commission, right? Um, and I think there's a need to kind of 
get rid of that stigma that's attached with that. And I think the government also understands that as well in saying, well, we need to not have that stigma attached to the people living here because that, you know, that sticks. And then the other, other, I suppose, line is that there's a need and a demand there. For people who are seeking this housing and support, how do they get in contact and with who? Yes, yeah, so they can um, contact uh, ourselves directly at achl.org.au um, and we can liaise with um, uh, the crew tenants or crew people who are looking to gain that access. Um, if it's other people outside of that, they are able to access uh, Women's Property Initiative or Community Housing Victoria Limited um, through their websites and they'll find all their contact details by way of phone numbers and things along those lines. Um, and then because, you know, we've got about a two-year time frame for this, um, there is a process, you know, obviously regarding eligibility and things along those lines that... that um, uh, would have to occur. Um, but, you know, if they kind of want to be a first cab off the rank, um, you know, hit us up on our website, send us an email and, and we'll get in touch with you. And finally, is there anything you'd like to add before our time is up today? Um, I think it's just just one thing and I think it's just important to note that um, this is one of the largest uh, commitments that any state government has made, particularly to within the Aboriginal housing sector over a large number of years. I've worked within this sector for over 20 plus years and I've never seen a commitment made like this from the Victorian government with respect to ensuring that out of their big housing build, which is a significant, you know, billion dollar plus um, budget or, you know, financing, that 10% of that is being directly allocated to Aboriginal people within Victoria. And I think um, that because of that significance, there will be lives that can be directly changed for the positive. 